the only reason we get confused when we're holding space is is just what happens between our ears it's like oh i should be doing this you should be doing it right and again we're just draining all the blood from our prefrontal cortex and then we're actually just not going to be able to make a good decision in the space so firstly it's like how can i support this being in front of me listening watching seeing what's happening what do i see happening on their face it has their breathing you know it's just like how how attentive can i be outwards not inwards it's not about like everyone's coming to my ceremony and i want them to leave thinking it was the best or like that alex is the greatest and it's like no and then what was the second thing i said uh, it's not you doing it so and this is a shamanic concept which is becoming the hollow bone which is like i'm trying to empty myself of all my thinking which is why meditation is probably the most important practice one can do as a space holder is to create space inside ourselves so that we can receive the guidance of something greater than ourselves to come through the people we're serving and I think so much pressure and stress and anxiety gets caused by thinking it's like the only thing that I can bring to this space is what I already know and that is just leaving no space for a greater intelligence and you can call that nature, you can call it source, you can call it God, to move through you and and do something inspired in the space. Inspired by nature and actioned by change, the New Earth Business Podcast brings you slow, sustainable, scalable business advice controversial conversations and sacred medicine stories listen in as i chat with global change makers and creative visionaries to help you turn your passion into purpose and your business visions into earth abundance Welcome New Earth Business Leaders. You are in the right place. I am Emma Shoesmith and I am your podcast host. Today we've got a really special episode with Alex Pardy, who's quickly becoming a very good friend of mine. Since we recorded this, we held, or I held in my home, a beautiful full moon womb healing ceremony with cacao, where four sisters joined me in my garden on a beautiful sunny day. And we healed with the medicine of cacao. We went really, really deep. It was quite a profound experience. And Alex was one of those pillars holding up one of the elements of our group that we curated. And it really was alchemy. So alchemy with Alex is Alex's business name, which feels like maybe this is going to be the title of the podcast. I haven't actually named it yet. So Usually I'll do my intros and then I will go through the notes, listen to the podcast again, and then the name lands. So a little bit of housekeeping before I let you into this awesome conversation with the magical medicine woman, Alex Pardy. I am now offering and calling out for some funding for this podcast. So I have got a PayPal link in my going to say the bio then but it's actually the show notes sometimes forget what platform I'm on it's easily done isn't it when we're speaking into the air so yeah I'm opening to receive donations for sharing this podcast the wisdom is it's building and the guests that I'm getting on here are, are getting more well known they're getting bigger and they're 
and their message is going to get out further the more that we can put into this podcast. So when you share and when you like and when you send these episodes to friends, this begins to create the web of energy that awakens and activates the hearts and minds of the people who who listen to it, of those other conscious business owners or anyone that's thinking about creating a new earth business. So I'm sure that you can go in to the backlog of episodes. We've got a few now actually, so I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. There's lots of different uh, topics that we go through with different thought leaders and up and coming we have a really great interview with somebody that sells cacao and works deeply with the medicine and we've also got somebody on here who is going to talk about human design and business which for me has been a massive game changer and since I found out that I'm a reflector in human design it changes the whole way that I look at my business and the way that I approach work. So without further ado, I am going to present to you Alex and I really hope you enjoy this episode. If you resonate with a moment, with a word, with a comment, then please send us a DM. Follow Alex on whatever platform you can find her on. She's everywhere and um, enjoy. Take it in, breathe it in. If you're driving, crank it up. If you're walking, put your headphones on and let the airwaves and the vibrations and the frequency work its magic. Welcome back to the New Earth Business Podcast. I am here with Alex Pardy. Alex is a medical doctor turned medicine woman, working with alternative medicines, altered states and ceremonial spaces to support rapid transformation and growth. She delights in pushing the edges of what is possible for people. Now, I'm going to add to that. You're also an inspiring businesswoman. You're an expander for me personally. Your Instagram account is full of inspiring and entertaining, informative nuggets of wisdom. Your energy in real life is infectious and I just wish I was able to spend more time with you in Somerset before you move to London. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast, Alex. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for that introduction. It's amazing to be here and I completely second the sentiment that you left on and you are so welcome to stay with me anytime in London. Yay. Well, by the looks of that apartment that you're in, it's rather nice. <laughs> I'll uh, def definitely be taking you up on that. So I wanted to just dive straight in to this concept, this energy that you are, are channeling at the moment, which is the medicine woman. So for our listeners, can you define what a traditional medicine woman is and what a modern medicine this is a bit of a tongue twister modern medicine woman is for you yes absolutely so medicine woman is a mantle at the end of the day it's something that you kind of carry and step into is my perception of it and it's something that I guess traditionally was often given to people and so the medicine woman of a community was often a seer, someone who was connected to the unseen realms. 
um, or who had great knowledge and wisdom about things like plants or birth or whatever it was that was her medicine. And so to me, a medicine woman, it's someone who steps into that role of leader in whatever her natural gifts are and who is also recognized by others in that way. And so that's the traditional sense. And then the modern senses, so here we are on this computer, we've got, we're on a podcast and there's tech everywhere. And it's just like modern day life is not designed for our biological systems. We're just catching up and like, oh my gosh, stimulation, everything's going on. And so to me, the modern day medicine woman really needs to learn how to master the world around her. It's, it's to me, the shaman, I'm not calling myself a shaman, but to me, the shaman or the medicine person needed to be useful to their community. They needed to understand the cultural implications of what was going on around them in the world. And a massive part of the modern day medicine woman is that there is technology, there is business, there is money, there is all these things that we, we really need to know about and actually face front on and not shy away from. And so for me, what's just been coming up so much and has been a big part of my own journey is, is yeah, struggling, struggling with this concept of money. And, you know, there's, there was so much struggle, uh, especially, and then showing up online, how do we present ourselves? How, how are we okay with being seen? And all of the patriarchal systems that have affected us over, over hundreds and thousands of years. And so it's, it's really wrestling with and finding our power amongst all those things. Absolutely. And I can so relate to everything that you've said with the, um, as a business owner myself, it's like the, the tech, you've got to learn the marketing, you've got to, you've got to have that uh, creative bone in your body and be it or believe that you do. A lot of people come to me and they go, oh, I'm not good at branding. I'm like, do my branding course and you will <laughs> unlock your creativity because we all have it inside us. And and it's just almost like the limbs of yoga. It's like the the limbs of a medicine woman in business, right? And we've got all these different like little little leaves of the tree and the roots go really, really deep. And that healing side is just one of the sides. And you're so right. You're like bringing all of this together. So what what you're doing is, is so needed in the world. And with my clients, I see that um, it's the confidence thing. It's the, it's the being seen. It's the stepping out, which is which can be so tough. Yeah, yeah, that's what the whole mastermind I'm running around, uh, running right now is around. It's that being seen, just that desire to like contract back. And so we're using all these shamanic tools and visualization tools and yeah, just everything and just cheerleading as well and community and sisterhood to really support people through that because it's a birthing process and it's just have to be with people who are doing the same thing and dealing with the same stuff absolutely yeah this transformation that happens in community is is wild so I'm gonna park business for a minute because what I want to get into is some ju <laughs> juicy information about your um move from being a medical doctor to a medicine woman and what was that that inspired you to sort of park that and um and change tack uh, one word ayahuasca <laughs> uh, ayahuasca found me numerous times I at the time was just like 
what is this stupid plant that all the hippies are taking that doesn't think it's okay that I can eat pork? I was like, God, this whole thing's so stupid. Like, no. And then I met this, I was having a good old party on the beach in Tulum on New Year's Eve at the end of the Mayan calendar. So that was 2012. And I met these Argentinian guys and we partied all night together. And on the morning we were there sort of still high and <laughs> on the beach that morning. And they were like, you must come and drink ayahuasca with us. And I was like, <laughs> that plant that everyone keeps talking about that stupid plant oh my god like get it away from me and they're like no you have to you just have to it's in two weeks we have a shaman coming from brazil and you're coming so get ready and i was like oh, okay I suppose so and that was it and then just like and i think so much of my truth had been buried under good girl conditioning and what i should do and ego and just all of the power that being a doctor gave me and all of the security financially it gave me and there was just what ayahuasca showed me was how fearful I had been and how not trusting in myself my own creative potential to make the life I dreamt of whatever that would be and also the conditioning of the school I'd been in where everyone essentially went to Oxbridge or you know you know, I'm from pretty, pretty posh ilk, if you didn't already know. And yeah, it was just expected that you would become an accountant or do law or whatever. And so, yeah, ayahuasca was just like, you just, you don't want to be a doctor. These are all the reasons why you became one. And I was like, wow, you're, you're right. And so I went back and even then I convinced myself I wanted to become an interventional radiologist. And then I just looked at the form one day and when it came and I was like, oh my gosh, no, it's just gray. Just nothing in my internal guidance system, as Abraham Hicks calls it, lit up. It was just like ayahuasca showed me the rainbow. And then that was my compass, my guiding system, because whatever didn't feel like the rainbow was obviously just not the purpose of life. And like, I just had no idea of that before ayahuasca. So thank you, grandmother ayahuasca. Wow. I was getting full chills when you said that, that rainbow, the image of the rainbow being like, your sort of guiding light yeah 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 being lit up being just like excited by something when I look at it does it like excite me and I'm a manifesting generator in human design I don't know if you follow that but I can tell <laughs> I'm pretty much the classic I'm also a classic Sagittarius so yeah classic manifesting generator if I'm not feeling it and essentially there was almost nothing in my life apart from partying which made me feel good, which made me feel like excited or like in it or just like really feeling it, you know? I was so in my head all the time and, and I'm still honestly on a, on a journey from my left brain into my heart, into my right brain, into my body. And that's the path really that I support others through. Mm, yeah, so let's go a bit deeper with that. So plant medicine, psychedelics, cambo, and your teachers. I noticed that you are, you're ever the student, you're always, always going off, flying off to these far off lands to learn from your teachers. I'd love to know a little bit more about that. Yeah. I mean, the day I stop learning, I hope is the day that I die. And <laughs> yeah, that just the idea of not, I mean, some people are like, oh, you're a bit of a course junkie or what's that other certificate going to give you? Like, aren't you enough? And I'm like, it's not that like I just love learning there's so much to learn in fact I wish I had 10 of me to do all the things I want to do in this one lifetime it's kind of a point of grief actually that I don't have 10 of me um but yeah it's just you know I love sitting and listening to wise people uh, who are truly connected to the earth truly connected to what it means to be a human truly authentic 
And I think so much of healing work is coming into our authenticity, Mm -hmm. being able to share it. And so when I meet a lot of these amazing people, so I've had the honor of working with herbalists in Hawaii who know a lot about Qigong, priestesses in California who know a lot about goddessing and karate and um, I have a Mazatec teacher who is a oh there's a little bug just climbing up the side sorry oh, okay. <laughs> oh hi bug welcome to the new earth business podcast like this is so interesting I'm coming <laughs> coming to join um yeah so I have one teacher who used to be a sort of marketing executive marketing whatever and she now does Peruvian shamanism and craniosacral and a teacher I was with yesterday uh, last week or last week my most recent teacher um she is well she's incredible and a lot of my teachers have either had abuse or you know a lot of healers have worked through a lot of their own stuff and she's actually publishing a book on on her story uh, next week I think it is and but yeah so she used to be a truck driver and now she's just this incredible powerhouse uh if you're listening Sue Holmes that's you um, <laughs> And just um just amazing amazing teachers and just and also then the indigenous so there's a Mazatec elder that I work with called Alejandrina uh, Pedro Castaneda who lives in Huautla de Jimenez in Oaxaca in Mexico and she uh that's where Maria Sabina was from the woman who helped the west rediscover mushrooms as a healing plant the psychedelic ones um and so she's from that area and I've been working closely with her to um to learn and and understand the healing arts of Mexico and then then there's just going on pilgrimage and sitting with the the Wirarica of North Mexico the peyote shamans and the communities up there and just sitting in ceremony a lot with peyote um with uh people from the red road path or the the Lakota um and the sweat lodge as well there that medicine of theirs that white buffalo calf woman gave them in their visions <clears throat> so yeah those are they're just it's just so exciting to me and go and sit with all these different people and, and learn and it's just like the best bedtime story it's just like oh, tell me more you know and I get to go away and and integrate that into my life and work with my clients and it's just um a wonderful adventure and a great honor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. every time I see you go off somewhere I'm like oh I want to be I want to be going I want to go there uh, just to circle back around to something you said about um all of your teachers have really had their own journey, their own trauma. I was talking about this with a friend yesterday, and that's something that really, really draws me to a teacher is when they are fully able to share in integrity, like their their darkest and what and what they've been through. I think there's an interesting um con is it a concept? Well, no, I think it's just like this energy that's happening and especially online where we're seeing a lot of almost like surface level teaching happening where it's talking all about about the positive and all about more about the pain of the of the potential client rather than this is what I've done this is how I've alchemized it this is how you can potentially do it as well have you have you found that I'm just interested to to know yeah toxic positivity is what I would term this just like love and light yeah everything's great and la, 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 just you know like forget about your worries and it's it's really gaslighting a lot of our own deep 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 inner inner children mm-hmm. who need to be held and 
we need to, to reprogram like what we learn in those moments of trauma or wounding. And um, so yeah, toxic positivity is not my jam. And it's, yeah, it's a weird one as a, as a leader. There's a very, um, there's a subtle difference between like oversharing or this kind of vulnerability porn that we see online and, um, and actually genuinely authentically, like you said, showing the fruits of the labors we've done with regards to our own wounding and how that can support others and always with the focus on providing value for others um, through that. And, and sometimes asking for support for ourselves, not forgetting ourselves. Mm -hmm. you know, I think, um, it's nice when we ask for support from our community because that's, that's reciprocity. But it is, um, yeah, it's a dangerous trap, I think, sometimes the way, the way that we can show up. And I, I speak from experience. There was a few years where I felt like the way I was working with social media wasn't, wasn't aligned. Um, but yeah, and then as a result of that, went into more deep, therapy which I again I work in all these realms but therapy really important uh, especially for the western mind in terms of understanding from the left brain and actually integrating a lot of these expanded and altered states of consciousness that we heal through um, therapy just every day or every week checking in with someone to just really ground it into your life and your actual relationships so important absolutely that's been coming up a lot for me recently and there's there's almost been a bit of a block to go back to therapy um and I'm and I'm trying to there we go trying to control the situation with with my with my ritual practice or or my connection with nature and and you're so right it's we've got we've got different brains it's like we do need that talk therapy there's and and sometimes it's it's actually not it's not right to put it all on your friends not right to put it all on your partner and um and then what happens is it comes out in these big explosions so so yeah we we need to talk yeah. and not just talk but cry i don't know if anyone out there's like me but i find it really hard to cry um I'm just like this like I can feel it and it's there and it's like it's just like this like malfunction happens and I can't just let it out um it's it's so sweet really but so for me therapy is just like this one hour a week where I go and I, I just cry and like I, like they extract it out of me somehow and then I'm like oh thank you and um and then I'm like oh good discharged it um so yeah yeah because hygiene yeah that's kind of the words I'd use I like that and there's certain um, chemicals, isn't there, that we can only get out through our tears. Yeah, and apparently the skin under the eyes absorbs certain compounds in the tears, which actually affect your neurological hormone system. I heard this once, and I haven't looked it up, but but actually help you to relax. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm, that's cool. Well, seeing as we're going towards the the science area now, <laughs> which which I know that you are rather proficient at, what what does being a psychedelic researcher mean? Um, I wouldn't consider myself a psychedelic researcher. So, mm -hmm. do you mean in the wider context of? Yeah. So, I, from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you you have worked in in research in psychedelics. Mm, I have not actually. Oh, okay, interesting. I I actually would like to, but my brain just doesn't work 
scientifically, which is really ironic. That's how hard I pushed myself into medicine. Like I, I'm really terrible at maths, chemistry, physics were my worst subjects. And I don't understand st statistics at all. Like I find that the whole thing just is like um, a foreign language to me. Um, so I just don't have a brain that understands research. And I would love to do some qualitative research one day, which is more just like asking people stories and their subjective experiences. Um, however, in terms of science, like more sort of qualitative, um, qu quantitative, sorry, data, which is more like numbers and analysis of those. Like, unless someone said like, here's the, here's the uh, study, just this is the data you need to gather and then we'll go away and analyze it. Like that's about all I would be able to do. Mm, interesting. Maybe I'm tapping into you on another timeline. <laughs> I mean, never say never. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I want to talk a little bit about um, Cambo and my experience with you, with Cambo. So I go into this really deeply on another episode. It's episode nine with Alex Welch. So go and listen to that if you are interested in this bit of the conversation. But I'll just say that for me, it kick-started um, a deepening with healing my fertility journey. It also gave me this um, connection to my warrior archetype, similar to, to what ayahuasca did to me. It made, when those ceremonies, both the cambo and, and sitting with ayahuasca did for me was, it showed me that I could get through anything, that I, I was so strong, so mentally strong, physically strong, and um, that this game of life, this is, this is a child's play. <laughs> and I wanted to know, like, from your side, what happens for you when you're the facilitator? And what happened, this is in Cambo, right? What happens when you're facilitating that space? And what keeps you coming back to it, seeing all these people's experiences? Hmm. What happens for me in space? Well, you know, the first time I think I ever truly experienced flow state, apart from when I was partying, was in a cambo ceremony. It was, I, I, I love how when we really honor our deep inspirational desires, then they start to tie into our path in these really unexpected ways. So I had just broken up with a partner back when I was 28 or so. And I decided I wanted to explore all things sacred sexuality, Tantra. And I went to Estonia and did a 11 day Tantric massage training. And what happened was I brought those that back and I was like, not sure when I'm gonna use this, but there you go, did it. And then I went to study Cambo. Also at that point I had had one Cambo experience myself, which hadn't been that big a deal. I just like purged and I was like, Meh, I don't feel much different, but I had gone away in my left brain. So thank you, left brain had read up all the science on PubMed, which is the medical publications website where all the papers are um, published. And I'd just been like, oh my God, look at all these biologically active peptides in Cambo that support this function, that function, that function within the human body. And so me as a doctor was like, this is like really important if we ever go through an epidemic, which my microbiology lecturers in my second year of med school were just like, we are long overdue one. And this was in like 2006. And I was like, okay. So if I had that up my, up my sleeve, then, you know, if there was ever this drug resistant strain of bacteria or virus, I, I would have Cambo to treat it. 
And so I was like, I'm just going to learn it just in case. And yeah, and so what happened was I went and studied it and then they were like, oh, by the way, you need to sing in ceremony. And it was like, I'd always loved singing, but um, I'd sung in the school choir, but it was always a bit like, why am I singing this really annoying choral music about stuff I don't care about? <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, oh it's silly. And so I never, and I was like, what is my voice for? And everyone was like, you should sing in a band. You should sing, sing, sing. And I was like, I just didn't, just didn't light me up. But then I got to Cambo and it was like, not only are you holding space where the shit's hitting the fan, sometimes literally, and it's like, you've got like people vomiting left, right, center, some people fainting. And it was like, it was like being in A&E again, like being in the ER, but like way more interesting because not only was I using the energy skills I'd learned from Tantra, suddenly I would just like be intuitively guided where to touch people to help them purge. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I could do that. And then I was like singing and just like rattling in the space. And I was like, wow. And I was just like, literally like, it just flow state because there was so much going on that I was so present. And it was like this incredible experience for me in that way. Uh, but then also the pe people's results were just like, you know, sleep would improve. They'd stop addictive um, eating, smoking, drug taking patterns. They would um, just suddenly make really big decisions in their life that they had been putting off for ages. A lot of people would come to me just before or after relationships to either, you know, end them or or gain the strength to end them or just to clear the energy from, from that partner and just so many things. Depression and pain management, uh, heavy periods, just like a lot of the stories that came afterwards, which all like, and infertility, so coming back to your intention as well, not that you're infertile, um, but fertility to really increase fertility and because Cambo has one of the biolog biologically active peptides actually shears off abnormal blood vessels. It, it stops angiogenesis of abnormal vasculature. So it, in the, if you're thinking in the womb and you've got either endometriosis or, or you just have kind of like <clears throat> maybe lazy blood circulation to the endometrium, which is where the egg's going to implant, Cambo basically goes in and is like whoosh, like engorges it with blood and then whoosh, pulls it all back, engorges, pulls it back. And so you get this like tonic flushing effect where it just flushes out all of like and 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 kills off any things that aren't supposed to be there it's quite incredible really and so Amazing. yeah I just got so excited about it yeah well I want to add to that because after our Cambo session in January I think February I went back for scans on my womb my ovaries and my endometriosis and I'd shrunk my cysts by half oh it's got chills I'm not surprised you went through a right old experience <laughs> didn't you? it was like oh <laughs> yeah oh yeah, wow. yeah yeah I and my womb was shaking my whole pelvis and I kind of birthed all of the trauma and all of the pain of all of the women in my lineage and to have going back to your singing to have that constant just beautiful like lilty tones filling the space, filling my living room. And we had that lovely fire on and and you were just floating around like a fairy <laughs> whilst we were just going, whoa, was, it was incredible. And it was such an anchor for me and such a delicate feminine matriarchal space that you created. Um, I will forever be grateful for you for that. Wow, thank you. Yeah, mm. wow, that's amazing by half. <gasps> 
are you thinking to work with it again? I I think so. But what's going to be happening next is in the next two weeks, um, I'll be starting IVF. <gasps> yeah. So I I don't know whether I've got sort of time to fit in before that. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm focusing on now. And uh, away from this podcast, I'd probably like to talk to you about uh, about a few things there because I'm sure there's there's some ways that you can support me in that journey. Oh, I'd love to talk more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get on to some soul led business chat now. And um, I, like I said in the in the intro, I find what you're doing with with business and helping other medicine women create businesses is so inspiring. Basically this morning, I was just whizzing through your Instagram account and kind of pulling out questions and a few things that were, that stuck out to me. And I want this portion of (laughs) setting the space. (laughs) I want this portion of the podcast to be really helpful to those people that, that run businesses that they can sort of take away and be like, right, okay, maybe I can apply that here. So that's just a little overarching umbrella. If it doesn't, if it doesn't flow like that, then that's fine. Um, so the first question is, why do you think it's so important to diversify our income streams as healers, creatives, and medicine people? Yeah, yeah, this is a post I wrote, I think yesterday <clears throat> or the day before. It's it's just so important because my own personal experience of really riding on just having one thing I'm creating. Like, I think it was at the start of my coaching career and I was, excuse me, there we go. Um, Just offering coaching at the time, I think I'd moved away from Cambo for a bit and I was, I was traveling. So I was just online. And that meant that like, really the only thing that that I could earn money through was the coaching. And that put so much pressure on it that I entered this like hustle zone, which retrospectively now I can see was because I just put so much pressure on this one thing. And it's, it's actually, it's kind of why I don't recommend people just like up and leave their jobs to go off into their dream world or their dream life. It's just sometimes that is a lot of pressure to put on yourself. And I would say that leaving medicine with three grand in my bank and not much of a plan and just one thing I wanted to earn money from was a disaster idea. Um, so, yeah, I think it can lead us. It led me to make some decisions which I think weren't actually in alignment um, because I, when one is financially um, insecure, root chakra stuff just shuts you down. And it's like you shut off all this like creative capacity from like the upper chakra system's ability to receive guidance and wisdom. It's like, oh, but I have to like earn this money to do this thing. And it's like incredibly stressful. And so I feel like this diversity of income streams is just so important because it allows us to truly listen into what's happening it's like if one offer isn't taking off or if people aren't coming for that or like do I need to adjust my pricing do I need to do it at a different time of day am I talking to the right people is my copy on point you know there's so many little things that we need to think about as these business women that we are that it's um having multiple income streams allows us to really listen to what's unfolding without that gut-wrenching root chakra fear and then we make just much better decisions the last thing I'll say on it is is that when we are stressed 
the actual blood flow to the frontal cortex shuts down. Like you literally go into fight or flight and it just goes, Whoosh. so you, you literally cannot make proper decisions. And so, yeah, I'm a real advocate. And it took me a while to understand how to set up my business in that way that I could have these different streams and for the opportunities to pass through. But yeah, it's offered me so much more spaciousness. Yeah, I feel the same in, in my business as well. And it it took me a long time to accept that I can put a um, couch in here and do a healing session with somebody as well as do a business coaching session as well as lead a cacao ceremony somewhere else. And this is something that I've been coaching my people on for years. But there was, I got into that same thing as you. I was like, I'm the coach now. I'm going to be that business coach. I'm, <laughs> And then, yeah, there's a, there's a little ego there on the shoulder that kind of quite liked that, that, um, that title in a way. Um, and in the last couple of months, I've just changed my Instagram bio back to, I offer medicine work. I offer branding work. I offer mysticism work. I offer business coaching because it's okay to offer all of it. As a female identifying person, I am a lot of the time in my feminine, which is flowing. I have a very seasonal business. So now I'm I'm going to be going into a phase of working on like really focusing on me really focusing on my fertility on this next journey so it actually doesn't feel right to take a load of people through a deep coaching journey with me when my so I don't want my energy to be out and I'm like hang on a minute so what do ah, I love doing web design and I can know I can chip away at creating some really nice websites for all of my conscious conscious business people and um and that's okay. But part of me is like, oh, you're going backwards. If you offer web design, that's what you used to do a few years ago. And and then the voice, the voices come in. And I'm only sharing that because I just want to say that we all have them. <laughs> yeah, I had that with Cambo because I took a bit of a break from Cambo for two or three years. Because one or people actually, one or two people actually died um, during Cambo, just to bring a bit of a downer to the conversation. Um, but yeah, so I did take some time back to really reassess my relationship to it, understand why they died, what happened, how to mitigate that. And then just the call from the frog just came in so strong in the last few months. And I was just like, whoa. And like people reaching out everywhere, Cambo, Cambo, Cambo. And I think a lot of it is because of that which will not be named, the virus. And it just, um, people's immune systems are really needing that. And so mm -hmm. I was like, oh, but you know, going back to like, holding ceremonies it takes so much time and I've got all these other things to do and I'm like wait my role is to listen to what's happening again coming back to that cultural context of the medicine woman it's like what's being asked for here or what within me is asking for in your case the the going back to just tinkering away and not holding a vast container when you're holding your, your own container and so it's like what is actually moving and what do I need to pay attention to and, I, and then suddenly when I thought about it I was like oh my god Yes, that would bring me so much joy to hold Canva again. I'm like, why am I just fixating on like how much money I would earn from it or all those things? You know, there's all these little, because when you step into business and you step up in business and you look at your money conditioning, sometimes it can become about money. And that is one thing I think in business as a medicine woman, we need to be very careful of watching. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so, yeah. And I was like, why the hell am I worrying about that? This is what is being asked for. And so, yeah, I completely hear you. Yeah, this is this is why I'm so, so glad that you've kind of um, brought this up. Because this is why I'm focusing on the web design, because it's not 
it's not my medicine work. And but I do know that that will bring in a certain amount of money whilst I'm going through this journey. And it also gives me the space to do my medicine work when it is called upon, when when that sister asks me to to hold a cacao ceremony, when when that brother asks me to to collaborate on a rewilding retreat, because I've got the energy and I've got the backing of that other kind of income stream through something that isn't so so giving and isn't so like it's obviously heart-centered web design but it's not <laughs> it's not taking all of me and I just want to echo that it's it's okay to have those those types of jobs like similar to you were saying like don't just quit your job it's like it's important to have a bit of a bridge isn't it mm, yeah yeah like money's real we need it we're not in the, the, the days of like the tribes where like the medicine person got looked after by the community for being the medicine person. Like those days are gone. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to just accept that and get with the program. And I think a lot of what I love doing is working with people who are helping to change the system at a larger scale. But, you know, as we've seen with cryptocurrency and various other systems, it's like, even the psychedelic industry, you know, there's a lot of licensing and legislation that still needs to come into place. There's a massive lag behind demand and what's actually happening on the ground and setting up these retreat centers. And even recently, a few have gone bankrupt and it's the same with Bitcoin. It's like, it was all rolling out. There were ATMs and then now it's not there. And it's like, we're not all using Bitcoin in the supermarket like people predicted. And so it's like, you know, we just need to like accept that we're in a 3D body and there's stuff around us that we need to understand. And actually no one's coming to save us. Yeah. And I think a lot of, for me, a lot of grief comes up around that. I think my soul craves that, that tribe, that community that perhaps I was in, in a, in a past life. And when I, when I do come back from, from a healing space, from holding space and I, and I land in in my home and I land back with my partner, I'm almost projecting on, on him or my friends, this, this um, unattainable, energy that they can't they can't give me they can't I've been holding and then I'm like but then now look after me I need to I need to be nourished and it's so important for us to know that we've we've got to nourish ourselves we can't ask of that well, we can ask both we can get a bit from both yeah. <laughs> a bit from me and a bit from my therapist thank you therapist <laughs> exactly yeah I love that concept like this just spreading it out sprinkling it out so this is another one that I pulled off your Instagram. It was a great quote. I think you need to um, put this as a little little square if you haven't already. Anxiety is often excess, unspent creativity. Okay, so what do you do when you're uh, like not feeling it and comparisonitis is getting you paralyzed or like, is this, yeah? Comparisonitis, I love that. I've not heard that one before. <laughs> I, I use the word specialitis as well. I'll talk about that another time later. Um, compa- what do I do if I've got comparisonitis and I need to express creativity and I'm not and it's making me anxious? Yeah. I don't, well, that's actually not true. I recently, on the recommendation of one of my business mentors, um, Sophie Josefina, who's incredible on Instagram, follow her. She works with polarity and relationships and masculine feminine dynamics and takes them into business. And it's just like, ugh, everything she says is amazing. Um, oh no, I forgot what I was going to say because I got so excited about her. Comparisonitis. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was, 
Oh yeah, that was it. So she's like, if there are people who are so amazing on Instagram that they intimidate you, unfollow them. Like if every time you look at their account, you think I'm not as good as them, just unfollow them. She's like, just follow accounts that like make you laugh. Like sometimes inane random meme accounts, things that just make you feel really like open. Like she's, she follows a lot of, um, kind of rewilding women like women and babies with horses and like fields and she's just like when I look at that I just feel so expanded and so it's just I guess as a medicine woman and on healing journeys we're just constantly being invited to not look outwards and actually draw upon our inwards and bring the inwards out and it's like what supports our nervous systems to feel expanded and also not that we're not looking out so much that we actually number one become anxious through comparisonitis or number two just cannot actually connect to what's coming up to be expressed very just naturally and from our core which is which is what if we don't express leads to anxiety so I, I unfollowed a few accounts recently um on her recommendation and um I don't know if that's made a difference but it's one thing I've done um but generally now I just view Instagram and social media generally as um like a playground it's like it's fun and and I too back in 2019 when I I burnt out when I was in that kind of hustle zone um I too remember saying to someone I'm not an artist and now I look back and I'm like oh my god how did I say that wow I must have been in such a bad place because we're all artists and we're all creative without a doubt and to me Instagram is my it's like it's beautiful like I want it to look really nice I want it to feel like how I feel inside it's like this kind of outward like almost magazine editorial of how of like my magic and what I bring and it's just a place it's a sacred place actually to to share like my deepest truth and inspire other women to you know step into their power and it's like what's what's bad about that really the only thing that I can think of is how addictive it is and I do still wrestle with that um but really at the end of the day every time I start thinking about anxiety or feeling anxiety or like I don't know what to post and all these things it's just like that's like almost a sign that I need to move out of my left brain I've gotten stuck in some kind of rational loop I need to dance I need to to do some rapé I love the medicine of rapé for getting us out of our left brains and just back in the body that's a sacred Amazonian snuff uh, that comes in a powder that you blow up your nose uh, tobacco and and yeah and just remember why I'm even here like what am I doing it's like oh yeah I need to educate people about something useful that they can find value of in their lives or oh I just need to share this poem because it it came through me and like what's life if we're not expressing our creative life force or um yeah that's it and then they remember Mm. well I love the digital space that you've created it's it's definitely really really inspiring and I love to see the, the you confidently sharing <clears throat> excuse me uh your multi-dimensional gifts and and personality through that again a lot of people get stuck on this like oh we've got to be one thing and like you said share that poem that's coming up then share that nugget of wisdom then do a little dance when you do get into your the wrong side of your brain and then you have your rapé and you shake it off yeah yeah the one person I would say that everyone should follow um, on Instagram to get, it actually, she really helped me 
transformed. There was a point at the end of winter this year where I was a little bit, I'd say mildly depressed and a little bit anxious due to the living situation I was in and also winter, which I like, I'm so humbled by. It was the longest winter and my first winter in the UK for years. And at the end of it, I was like five kilograms heavier and really miserable. <laughs> Uh, no, no amount of rapé helps helps to um, heal winter. But yes, the um, the woman that I was following is Simone Grace Seol. Oh, I love her. Oh my God, please just put that in the notes below because just listening to that woman's podcast, which has just been rebranded to I Am Your Korean Mom, which I love, I just listening to her podcast shifted me out of any kind of anxieties I was feeling following that kind of slightly inward winter experience. And um, I highly recommend there's just so much free and inspirational value that actually makes you just go and post and 100% her, she has something called the garbage challenge. And it's this, it's just like post whatever's coming up, just post it, post it, post it, post it, even if you think it's literal garbage. It's just like, this helps people. I think we, we're moving from this very patriarchal time of, um, I should be a professional doctor. And yeah, look at me in my white coat. And it's like, no, we're moving into this time of authenticity. People are yearning for something real. Like, look at our leaders, our leaders, you know, it's just like, so uninspirational like it's just like where are where's the truth who's bringing it and like how raw are they how real are they being and it's just so uh, refreshing when people are just like you know what I'm a medicine woman and I still like to go to a, a good old party or I'm a medicine woman and I also care about fashion for example I don't but a lot of people do and it's something that people could have a lot of judgment on and it's like you know what that is someone's creative expression and it's it's up to them how they express it and actually what i think what shamanism is at the end of the day is this, it's this bridging of worlds and i like to see it kind of as venn diagrams and um what i think is so important for everyone to be doing right now is connecting to their unique passions and seeing where the crossovers are because actually that's what's going to help bring um in this age of increased isolation paradoxically that we're in due to technology due to post-COVID and so much stuff online now. I think that's what's gonna bring people together is actually realizing, oh, like, you know, I can like going to a kink party and be like um, an intellectual property patent person, a lawyer, or I can, you know, and it's like, you know, there's no need for this taboo anymore. It just, there's a need for us all to step into our truth and to create more authentic systems around us. Absolutely. There's so many things that you said in that that I'm like, I've got like five fingers crossed here to like remind me underneath the table. Like, that one, that one. Oh no, 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 that one. Um, I'm gonna go with this one, which is this at the end you were talking about like the not being able to cross cross the bridges and, and connect connect the bridges. And for me, um this decision of mine to say yes to having IVF has been so massive and I have put myself through absolute hell in my head thinking I, this isn't this isn't very spiritual this isn't very very like medicine like I'm looking outside of myself you know I'm I'm, I'm a woman I should I should have like that connection to to my fertility and and but I do have to nature and all of these things and and I've kind of I've, I'm over the biggest hump of that and I also met up with a sister yesterday who's who's been on her own like 
big journey. And she just said to me, as I was talking about it, she said, what I'm hearing is that you're, that you feel a lot of shame around making this decision. And I just burst out crying because <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're so right. And that just in that moment gave me, gave me so much permission. I can be the medicine woman and I can seek the help of the NHS because you get a free round of this on the NHS before you're 40, which not many people know about. Yeah. Yeah. Shame. Shame is insidious. And it's, I think it really helps to remember, and I, maybe this comes back to your past life um, moment that you shared earlier, that like, we are medicine women. We are women of like, there's the yearning inside us to go back to tribe and to be in this natural environment. And, and we're not in a natural environment anymore in the modern day. We are, it's, it's our form of natural, but we're just surrounded by toxic chemicals. We're surrounded by things which, you know what, maybe if you were around like 200 years ago in your exact physical body now, you would easily conceive, but surprise, surprise, you've been surrounded by horrendous cleaning products, probably had probably been given like the combined oral contraceptive in your 20s. You've messed with all your hormones uh, a million times over and surprise, surprise, like it's hard to conceive. And it's like, I think a lot of shame can be released through understanding that like we are in our environment too we can't we're not independent of it and it's not all on our shoulders and we're dealing with a lot of the repercussions of the industrial revolution absolutely and that leads me on to the soil and the infertility of the soil you know there's we're void of nutrients in our soil their water has has been tampered with and again no wonder why women are showing up with these issues now like my mother is is sick. Yeah. I was talking to someone about this yesterday evening. Um, not this, but it it's there's something called the Schumann resonance. Have you heard? Oh of it? yes. Yeah. So the Schumann resonance actually is like the vibrational frequency that Mother Earth gives off and it can be monitored and and recorded. And up until about, I think it was maybe five or six years ago, it was very steadily at a certain waveform that was actually mirror identical to the exact frequency of the waveforms in our human brains. And it was literally like, I think it was like equivalent to maybe gamma or delta, which is like the dream state in, which is why I believe when shamans go into trance, they can connect to the wisdom of the earth through, cause they're actually, they're going to the same frequency. So they can then talk to that frequency. But about five or six years ago, the Schumann resonance just went, I just went and started going completely berserk. And I believe it's Mother Earth talking to us and actually being like, guys, guys, that's about to be a really big change. Something's happening. Need to pay attention. And yeah, it is. It's the, the soil. It's, it's everything. And it is deeply, deeply sad and not surprised that people are finding it difficult to conceive. Mm-hmm. I just got a ring in my ear as you talk, as you said, Mother Earth's trying to talk to you. It went ping. There she is. Okay, I'm Hello. listening. Hello. <laughs> earth to earth. I'm tuning in. I can hear you. Uh, so, a couple more questions before before we wrap up. If you could give someone three tips on how to be a confident space holder, what would they be? It's not about you. You're not the one doing it. 
and have fun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that so much. It's totally not about you. Yeah. The only reason we get confused when we're holding space is, is just what happens between our ears. It's like, oh, I should be doing this. You should be doing it right. And again, we're just draining all the blood from our prefrontal cortex. And then we're actually just not going to be able to make a good decision in the space. So firstly, it's like, how can I support this being in front of me? And just listening, watching, seeing what's happening. What do I see happening on their face? How's their breathing? You know, it's just like, how, how attentive can I be outwards, not inwards? Because inwards, it's all very confusing in there sometimes. Um, and then, well, there's a caveat there. Obviously, there's like our somatic intelligence and our womb intelligence and our body intelligence, which it's just not being inwards up here, up there, up in our left brain. But yeah, so <clears throat> how can I support them? Because it's not about me. It's not about like everyone's coming to my ceremony and I want them to leave thinking it was the best or like that Alex is the greatest. And it's like, no, no. And then what was the second thing I said? Uh, it's not you doing it. So, and this is a shamanic concept, which is becoming the hollow bone, which is like, I'm trying to empty myself of all my thinking, which is why meditation is probably the most important practice one can do as a space holder is to create space inside ourselves so that we can receive the guidance of something greater than ourselves to come through the people we're serving. And I think so much pressure and stress and anxiety gets caused by thinking it's like, the only thing that I can bring to this space is what I already know. And that is just leaving no space for a greater intelligence. And you can call that nature, you can call it source, you can call it God, to move through you and, and do something inspired in the space and I think this is a very western mindset issue which is that we take the credit for what we do well and we take the credit or the, the repercussions for what we do badly whereas in certain tribes um, it's known that like when someone does something incredible it was god that did it through them and they're like wow look at how spirit moved through you wasn't that amazing and you'd be like hell yeah that was incredible but it was never like oh well done you it's like no we step back and it's not actually us doing it and that to me creates so much spaciousness and less pressure and mm -hmm. so just whenever you're like I need to know what to do now it's like okay what can I just open to um and just waiting as well giving yourself time to listen like like I obviously talk at the speed of light I get very excited like, blah, 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 blah. but when I stop in the space and I'm listening if I notice that desire to just talk into it, like for the sake of it, or just to fill that space, it's like, wait, how can I pull my energy back? And wait until, and I'll, I'll tell one story about this. So there was one man I was doing a soul retrieval for uh, in a shamanic healing session. I was drumming and I was drumming and I was like there and I was going on my journey and I was like, nothing for like five minutes. And I was like, oh God, this is really bad. There's nothing coming. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna fill it with like something. I was like, I have to wait to see what it is. And so I kept going and it, it just seemed like forever and I was kind of just a bit embarrassed. And then finally something came through and it was really clear and I was like, okay. And I took it back to him and, and he said, 17 years ago, someone told me the exact same vision you just shared. And I was like, oh my God, I get chills. And it is, yeah, it was just, chills. it was waiting. It was waiting for the real impulse to come through. And you can only do that 
if you're stepping back and listening and knowing it's not just you. So that's number two. Uh, number three, have fun. Yeah, it's just like, you know, if you're not having fun doing a job, then why are you doing it? Number one. Number two, like, no one likes this, like, serious perfectionist, like, dour face, like, expert person in front of them. I mean, maybe you do when you've got a medical issue and you're like, tell me what's happening, doctor. And they're like, this is happening. But that's, that's about the only time in my life when I want someone really serious to be there and just be like, <laughs> you know. It's like, yeah, just the rest of the time, it's like, are you, you know, because you need to relax to heal. If you're not relaxed, you just, your system's not going to let go. Um, and it doesn't mean be like a comedian, obviously. We need to know when to rein it in. But there should be a lightness with the work. And because if not, you're not in the flow with the energies around you. Because, you know, animals aren't wallowing around depressed all the time. They're just like chewing the grass and breathing and the trees are just growing and they're just there reaching up to the sunlight and it's like that's what the earth is here to remind us of as life carries on and it flows and it moves and there's ups and there's downs but it's just moving and it's light and like the stream is trickling and gurgling and singing and you know we're all just like these little earth beings that get to get to come to joy in our lives and make the most of the gift of life so yeah, yeah. So. beautiful thank you I feel like that you were saying something about sharing. It, often we don't need to put words into the space and it, and it is all about listening. I'll just share something short about me. And when I'm holding ceremonial space with cacao, I, I, before I, before I even start speaking, I'll go quiet for like two minutes or something. And, um, oh, that's hard sometimes for me. And then it's hard for the people in the space because they're looking at me and I'm kind of going deeper, deeper into it, waiting for those first words to come. And like you with the drumming, sometimes they're not, they're not coming, they're not coming. And then it's like, it comes out. Um, so yeah, just just echoing that and giving yourself time at, at the beginning of, of opening that space to, to drop in and allow allow the space and it's uncomfortable if it's about you if it's like oh gosh what is everyone thinking and it's like okay I'm see I'm witnessing that discomfort and I'm still listening mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, like, it's a practice and that's again my meditation it's like oh I'm experiencing discomfort okay well I guess I'm here for the next 18 minutes so I'm just gonna observe it and it's like yeah really helpful amazing so I know that you've got um channels and things that you're putting out on on your channels you've got retreats you've got um courses you've got one-to-ones so where can we find those where can we um yeah get in touch with you basically I do everything through Instagram so find me there and send me a DM if you're curious about what is your handle alchemy underscore with underscore alex alchemy with alex and if you don't do the gram i would just you can send me an email at i'm currently re in a massive rebrand which i was meant to do in february march but retrospectively i'm really glad i didn't because i wasn't in the right headspace um but yeah so that my website will be up soon but until then it's info at alchemywithalex.com yeah and is there anything that you'd like to share in terms of what you've got coming up that might be of interest to our people? Well, I have a retreat coming up in one week 
and we have three spaces left for it. It's quite a small one. There's 12 people, but we have nine. One person just had to cancel due to illness. Um, so we still have three spaces, but by the time this podcast comes out, I imagine it will have passed. So, but we're looking to have more ceremonies uh, and retreats in the future in the UK and Somerset. And and I'm hoping to bring a Mazatec elder to England at the end of the summer to, to run some ceremonies as well. So um, sharing Mazatec wisdom and knowledge from, from South Mexico. And yeah, let's, uh, and, then, and then coaching. I'm always available and open. I'm open now for taking on the next few clients for the next three to four months, after which I, I'm like you, I'm a seasonal person. It's like, then I go off and I gallivant and I do my pilgrimages and my trainings and find some sunshine and then I'll come back and think about work again in, in January, February. Amazing. So follow Alex on Instagram and then that'll be the that'll be the main connecting place there. And you can get all of her medicine. Right. Final last question that I ask everybody on this podcast. What does new earth business mean to you? Getting bringing joy to business, getting friendly with business, getting to know the spirit of your business as a separate entity to you, something that's moving through you, something that's calling you into your greatest vision of yourself. So accept the challenge and, and together we create the new earth. We create um, a new way of being, a new way of relating, a new way of, of everything. We're in a really exciting time, exciting and scary. But if you can focus all of any of the fear you have right now on strengthening yourself gaining new skills learning more communication capabilities and stepping up and giving your gifts then that is what the world needs right now um it's, this is an all hands on deck moment and so new earth business is is that it's gearing your business towards this new earth that we are creating but we have to create it we can't just sit back and watch. yeah we have to create it together challenge accepted alex <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been absolutely wonderful talking to you. I'm just got I've got the eye on the time and we are like on point. So I know you've got um you've got a few things on today. So I'm gonna leave it there and I'm sure we'll have a part two at some point. So thank you again. Uh, well thanks. Uh due to my ability to talk very fast, we covered a lot of ground. So I think that's good in quite a short space of time. <laughs> Thank you so much, Emma. I really enjoyed being here. To all the healers, the medicine men and women, and the people that know that their life is a life of service. Let this be the catalyst. Let this be the activator that helps you really step into that. We've all been on those journeys where we don't wanna be seen and we fear that if we step out and we stand up for what we believe in, that we'll be squashed, that we'll be taken down, that we'll be outed from our communities. But now is the time and you are being called into service. So let this episode be the catalyst, be the thing that helps you step into that. I know for me, this conversation has been truly activating and I'm about three weeks on from recording this now and I really have felt a big, big shift. 
and a greater trust in me and my healing journey and the journey I have in space holding as well. So I just want to add an extra massive thank you to Alex for really awakening that inside of me. Now, talking of healing journeys, I've got a very special event happening at my house on the 30th of June. I have two Mayan wisdom keepers coming to stay with me. Michelle Button and Grace Terry are arriving at my house here in Somerset, hot off the stages of Glastonbury Festival where they're sharing their message of peace and unity and love and they're holding a fifth element womb blessing at my home. We're putting a teepee in the garden and selling 20 tickets for a whole day of cacao, music, singing, kirtan, community connection, plant medicines, tea, food, all of the good stuff. Oh, and obviously dancing. So you are cordially invited to that. If you would like to join our fifth element womb blessing, then um, check the link in the show notes. I'll put the details there and join us. And I'm sending you so much love for the next steps on your journey. Reach out if you need me. Rate, like, subscribe, link to friends and do all that good stuff so that I know that this message is getting out there. Sending so much love. And I will see you in the next episode.